Mark, what's the most terrifying word in a nuclear power plant? Uh, I don't know. What is the most terrifying word to use in a nuclear power plant? Nuclear? Oops. Oops. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. The I, basic dad jokes are always the best jokes. I, I went back to basic dad jokes because they've, they've been going on a, a spiral down into smut for the last six months. So I thought I'd elevate it back up to basic level again. I was beginning to think you were testing out your own stand-up material, the way things have been going. <laughs> I, I was thinking about maybe that, maybe that next year we can do the Strictly Come Dancing for, for you, and then we'll do a stand-up comedy gig after for me. I think we should maybe just do our own podcast away from this about Strictly Come Dancing. We I, could do an episode each week. I, I really don't think we should do that. Maybe our own horror convention. Before I forget... You want to die tonight? Hypochondriac with asthma is in there. I just lose all sense of equilibrium and I don't know what's happening. I'm going to say 9 out of 10. Always enjoy watching it every time. Windmills were fire hazardous. He literally used the paycheck to pay for a house. That's all it was for. Meeting someone for the first time, you wouldn't be talking like that. But he was so stoned, he'd like half fallen asleep. You and Tasha are meant to be. I'll figure that shit out. <laughs> I just got fired yesterday. I'm free. I swear to God, I'm sick of looking at your asshole. Hello, welcome to the E-Run Podcast. My name is Scott. Uh, my name is Mark. And this is still only just the horror movie review show completely run and controlled by you, the listeners. Um, lots of people are copying our model, um, which is cool. I, I like that. It's like it's flattering that other people are getting listeners to control their show. No one's had the balls to take the full leap, though, and hand over all control to the listeners. No, um, no, I think when they if, as soon as someone does it, they will realize very quickly how much harder it makes it by taking all of the control away from yourself. Not just that, though, but fuck me, man. Some of the stuff the listeners have made us endure throughout this, this <laughs> season alone. We um, have watched some horseshit. <laughs> you say this season, go back right to the beginning when I got like I had my mother in law and I was like, oh, my mother in law's on the show. Could you pick a nice movie? And I've got fucking Seed of Chucky. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Anyway, um, you literally do control everything. You pick the movies, you get to review them. You even now with the new feature get to pick the quiz that our guest takes on when they come on the show. Um, With all this control, you'd expect us to say that's five pound a month on Patreon. But we don't. It's free and it always will be uh, much to the devastation of my wife and my bank balance. Um, All you need to do to repay us for giving you all this for nothing is tell a friend. Review us on Apple or Spotify share something on social media tag us in something uh, buy something from our shop there's lots of stuff in our shop christmas is coming uh, you can also get a personalized podcast for 50 pound but we're fully booked for those for this year so i'm not going to say anything more on them um each week me and mark review a movie that's either picked by you uh, a poll pick uh can be a list straight out listener request or we cover new releases as well we have regular guests join us on certain episodes. Uh, today is one of those episodes, but we're going to get to that in a minute. But before we do, we're going to do recommended account of the week. I'm not going to do the singing because you really <laughs> me off last week. <laughs> I did. Yeah, completely. <laughs> There's me thinking you'd be nice and edit that out. So this week's recommended account is more of an investigation than it is a, a recommended account. Um, the account is called horror underscore piano. This is a fairly recent account. They've only got two posts, and they basically do horror themes that they play themselves on the piano. So the two posts they currently have up are 
Halloween, obviously, and the second one is the 28 Days Later theme. Um, the reason I think this is an investigation is because I am sure that this is Gareth from Video Tasters. This man <laughs> has recently started learning how to play the piano, and I am convinced this is his account. So you, so you think Gareth has started a secondary account just to play horror themes? I think so, yeah. I'm going to be really disappointed if it's not him. But either way. Either way, it's a cool account. If it is Gareth, Gareth, you need to fess up now because you've been called yeah. out quite blatantly. Um, if it's not Gareth, please identify yourself because we think your account's cool <laughs> anyway. <laughs> just to put this to rest, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a great account. and They've only recently set this up a couple of weeks ago as of recording this episode. Um so I'm kind of hoping the more people go and subscribe and follow their stuff, the more content they will start putting out. I mean, as a big fan of piano work, I, I think it's a great account. So please go check them out. Or Gareth, please own up that it is you and change the name to Video Tasty's Pianos. Um, and you can find them at horror underscore piano. Check them out. Yeah, that, that's cool. And I, I like it when you pick an account that's not got a big following and it's someone that's brand new and we try and help them. Along. I don't know how much help we actually give them, but... I, no, I like but... to feel that even if we bring them five new followers, uh, if you go and follow horror underscore piano, so tell them you run podcast. Thank you. Indeed. Indeed. Do so. Um, so as I said, today is a guest on our show. Um, this guest is a podcaster, a TikToker, a man with strong views and opinions, and also a man who's definitely not afraid to share them. Um, he's without a doubt the most experienced podcaster we've ever had on the show. He is one of the funniest mans on my funniest man's funniest man on TikTok um, <laughs> and has made me feel stupid more times than anyone else since I've been on TikTok. Um, not only all of this, but he's the only guest in the history of the show to come with a warning the week before he joined the episode. <laughs> uh, he's one quarter of the Ghoul Kids Table podcast. He's the one and only Mr. Chunky Larry. Listener discretion. Is advised. Well, goddamn, I, I don't know how I'm going to live up to that introduction. Uh, oh, oh, I got one. You, you said men wrong. You said man's. So, so that's just that's just for starters. That's just a sousson <laughs> of the corrections that I will be giving Scott throughout the uh, course of this episode. Yeah, there, there, will, there will be a lot. And if you want to see me look really stupid, there's there's a few videos where Larry's made me feel stupid to the point I've had to make a video to apologize of how stupid I've been. Uh, <laughs> we, we have fun. We have but, lots of fun. We do, and we've we've got a sense of humour that we can do that and we don't get offended, where lots of people on TikTok take offence to things you and I both say on a regular basis. Yeah, that's weird, right? That somebody would get offended by something you say on TikTok? Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> you, you and me are both very close to bands. Uh, you've been banned already, but you're back. Oh, several times. Uh, I have I have multiple accounts because of all of the bannings. So uh, I have a creature backup account for CreaturePod when I say something naughty and then I'm told by the Chinese overlords that it's time for me to take a bit of a hiatus. <laughs> I, I, I could still generate content being that I have this this magical backup. Uh, so, you know, as long as you have different uh, email addresses, they can't get rid of you. 
not not forever. So don't worry, we're not going to get canceled. And if we it, 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 like, like like say for example that uh, your your social media account was suddenly shut down because of something asinine or wild that I said during the course of this conversation, you got another email account, don't you? Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. So we'll, we'll start up. You again. run too. <laughs> you run too. <laughs> what are you running to? <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you about your podcast because your podcast kind of come a little bit out of nowhere. So I I listened to your show, um, mm-hmm. and then the Ghoul Kids Table podcast. Kind of there was no real rumblings. There was nothing that was hinting that was going to happen. And then four of the creators that I follow and I think are all fantastic just turn around and go, oh, by the way, next week we've got a podcast. How did that all come about? So uh, I actually got onto TikTok because I had decided that I wasn't going to do podcasting anymore. It's just, uh, it's an exhaustive process, especially uh, like towards the end of the Creature Features podcast. I had went from having a, sorry about that, uh, a cycling chair of somebody coming onto the show every show to me just doing it on my own like just a solo show of and i don't know if you've ever talked to yourself for 45 minutes to an hour but that shit is fucking wild dude so i was like eh, i think i'm kind of done with this and so i had to fulfill kind of something in my head that was just you know you, you know how you have shit you want to just get off your chest and yeah you know you, you could just oh shit, I'm just going to roast this shit on the fucking podcast. When I didn't have the podcast, I needed somewhere to push that energy. And so we were in Hawaii and uh, my kids were all over this fucking stupid app. I was like, isn't that the booty shaking thing? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I I get on there and I realize you can do something called stitching. And stitching is where you get to get a piece of somebody's video and then you can add whatever you want to it. And uh, so I, I started to have fun just kind of making fun of people. Yeah. And then that got old and I was like, you know what? I kind of have opinions about horror movies, but I don't really want to go back to podcasting. So I'm just going to do that here. And so that's why I started the creature pod page a couple months into that. I ended up meeting the cool ghoul. Cool ghoul is one of the most fascinating dudes on TikTok to me because he has this kind of Svengoolie quality to him. You know what yeah. I mean? Where, yeah. where he's, he's got that old timey horror show host energy to him. And, you know, the way that TikTok works, you, your mutuals and shit, you get introduced to other fucking people. And it was in both of that, in both situations with Arlie uh, Ghoul and Tragic Roar, it was just like somebody that I thought was fucking cool liked them. So it's like, okay, I'll give them a fucking... And fucking A, dude. Like, it, to say that I met four people that are like other halves of my personality, or three people, I should say, and and when we talk to each other, it's it's like brother and sister best friend kind of shit and that's the energy that makes a podcast that's why your guys' show works the way that it does it's because you and mark have this camaraderie and you see it especially in your video where you guys are at that show uh 
That's the case. I'm sorry you're listening to your story. I'm kind of like, I just need to have a podcast podcast course I actually like. It's hard, dude. It's hard to, because this this process can be really frustrating. And a lot of the times you're not going to see stuff the same way. And so then it's about communication with that, you know, and, and making that work. I mean, your uh, energy between the four of you is very, very unique. So I remember when you launched your first episode, I tuned in. And within hmm. the first three minutes, you were like, well, we're breaking you in today. There might be a little bit of blood, but don't worry, we're going to put a towel down. <laughs> I just yeah. fucking lost it completely. <laughs> I know you guys probably expected me to just come out here and be like, whoa, dicks and vaginas. And like, the, like obviously... <laughs> <laughs> there's there's going to be plenty of room to get into that uh, as we go along. But uh, yeah, dude, podcasting to me, uh, before I like kind of lost my love for it, it was always about passion and and the things that you're passionate about. And that being the thing that shines through much more than like production and the, the way that you market yourself. It's It's about passion. That's what yeah. makes people come back. Because, you know, if you're just reading things with a slow and lazy cadence, and it's so creepy, have you gone into this haunted house? It was so scary. And I remember this one time that I went into this haunted house. Like, I can't fuck with that, dude. Like, you gotta, you know, like... And the crazy thing is that is probably every third or fourth podcast that I will switch on to listen to. That's exactly how they are. (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, so for, for me, you know, the, the podcasting shit is it's one of the last real places where you can express yourself in a really fucking wild way without an immediate backlash of what you say. And and obviously there's levels to that, you know, like the, the kind of shit that I'm going to say is more like sexual jokes and just yeah. weird, deviant, you know, kind of humor. Um, it, nothing that is said from me on any fucking platform is said from a place of malice. And I think that that context gets lost in certain platforms. Yeah. Uh, and specifically I think specifically TikTok. TikTok definitely. But I think it's good that you've just given yourself a disclaimer before we get into the episode. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, I've done this for a while. So, good. <laughs> well, there's no disclaimer from me. Uh, there's no disclaimer from Mark. We say whatever we say. And you've been listening to us long enough now. You, you know what to expect. Um, this week, we're dealing with a listener request, and it comes from my sister-in-law. So after we reviewed <laughs> after we reviewed the Monster Squad, uh, we got told by Lisa, by my other half, turned around and said, if you're going to review an outdated movie that's incredibly inappropriate, why don't you have the balls to do Class of Newcomb High? And me and Mark went, yeah, okay, we'll do it. Um, so that's what we're doing. Uh, nuclear power, toxic waste, 80s themes, wild practical effects um, are all on today's dance card. Uh, it's definitely going to get wild as we dive deep into Lloyd Kaufman's Class of Newcomb High, 1986. Welcome to Tromaville High, an average American high school with one exception. It's located only one mile away from a nuclear power plant. They said it was 100% safe. But they were wrong. There's no danger, Governor. 
have the situation well in hand. Welcome to the class of Newcomb High. We're the youth of today. Yes, at Newcomb High, anything can happen. And does. The class of Newcomb High, where you'll learn the three R's. Reading, writing, and radiation. <laughs> the class of Newcomb High. Rated R. Listeners get to kick things off with their scores, and they scored this an astonishing nine out of ten. Yes. Which you're, I, you're surprised by that? I was I was shocked that it was that. Bear in mind, we've had things like I think The Exorcist scored a nine, uh, an eight from the listeners. Uh, that is so, that is so, fucking. This is what I mean, man. They, these guys should not have control of this show at all. Well, the, you know, here's the thing. Uh, if I had to choose between watching The Exorcist or Class of Newcomb High, I'm choosing Class of Newcomb High. It's yeah, a more entertaining movie. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the thing is with this, so our interaction for for like the polls for this and like three word review and everything was really really low, uh, which led me to putting a poll out going, like, how many of you have actually seen this? Uh, and we got a good response to that. And only si- uh, 64% of people who voted had not seen Class of Newcomb High. I'm hoping one of two things. Either they've gone and watched it as homework ready for this episode, or this episode is going to inspire them to go and watch it. Because I think it's it's one of those 80s movies that you have to see. It's wild. Absolutely wild. Yeah. I love this fucking movie. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, just as context, I grew up on the films of Troma and Lloyd Kaufman. Like that was, uh, so when I was a kid, there was a program on the USA network called Up All Night. And, uh, it was hosted by Rhonda Shear and Gilbert Gottfried. And so they played exploitation films, like, you know, horror films, all that kind of shit. But they played a lot of trauma films. So I got a crash course in trauma at like eight or nine years old and I've been watching them ever fucking since, which explains, I think a lot. Yeah. (laughs) This this is my first introduction to trauma. I've not seen any, I'm aware of trauma and probably what it is, but not, I don't think I was quite prepared. I really don't think I was quite prepared for what I watched. (laughs) No, see, I've dipped in and out. So I've seen father's day. I've seen toxic event, a couple of toxic Avengers, um, class of Newcomb high. I'm (laughs) going to be honest. First five minutes was like, the fuck the fuck is going on (laughs) Uh, there's no pulling back i mean it's it's the most balls to the wall 80s horror that i've seen for such a long time it's it's just insane i mean the movie opens up with a nuclear power plant and straight away the costumes had me in hysterics they're walking around in like decorators jumpsuits with gas masks and like goggles they've just picked up at the hardware store it's like the budget for this must have been about eight pound 
<laughs> I, I don't know the translation rate of that, but uh, that's about what Troma is. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Troma is synonymous with independent horror. So, I mean, independent film in general, since 1974, they've been making independent, like, softcore porns. Like, Lloyd Kaufman, before Troma, had directed porn. So, you know, as a lot of directors did in the 70s. Uh, but so their their whole mission statement is to make a movie for as cheap as possible and allow the story to kind of, you know, kind of yeah. cover for where it's lacking financially. Yeah, and it it shows because you go into the nuclear power plant and you've got like the cockpit for the Millennium Falcon just like stapled to the wall. And there's just like, all these flashing lights and there's people running around pushing buttons and we go down and we see badly sealed barrels and it's like, no one give a shit about the barrels. They're just slug in a corner. There's a leak from the pipe. And like just all of a sudden, the pipe mysteriously bursts and we get an alarm goes off. And then all the people in their decorating sperm suits run around everywhere. And we get to meet one of my favourite characters, the facility manager. I love this guy. He's a wet fart, would you think? <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he is the most dangerous man on the planet. He runs a nuclear power plant, and he was insistent that this piece of shit stayed open. Yeah, he was like, no, 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 we're, we're not going to close it down. Don't worry, we'll, 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 you'll be fine. It, it, and he gives it line like, yeah, someone says, it could leak out into the town. And he goes, would that really be that bad a thing? It is New Jersey. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> uh, we jump to the campus where we see toxic waste bubbling by the Tromaville High School stand, and we see or the sign, and we see some teens milling around. Uh, and we meet a nerdy kid drinking from a water fountain, and it turns to like this green goop as he drinks it. And I was like, okay, that's nuclear waste. The classroom that he goes into, what the fuck is this class? I, I man, I would just. I was so confused that, like, these kids should not be allowed in school. Like, with all these rings and face colorings and crazy hairstyles. I mean, everything's so hyper surreal. And it's like, wow, this is mental. <laughs> Everything is just amped up to 11 for the sake of amping it up to 11. Yeah. yeah. I, I fucking love it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, you, you get immediately introduced to the Cretans. And the Cretans are, you know, the they're the elite. Kids, they were they they were the uh, the valedictorians of the school year, and they went from you know these upper echelon learners to these you know rotten drug dealing, motorcycle riding, you know women punching badasses. So yeah. you know, <laughs> it, and it's 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 a byproduct of the toxic waste. It, it, it's it's telling yeah. you, you know. It's, these things do weird things. And it's hinted at very early that kind of that's that's what's going on. And we get this. So the principal comes over the tannoy and makes an announcement that they're going to do a routine evacuation because they're right next to a nuclear power plant. Um, and the nerd kid just <laughs> absolutely loses it. He starts frothing at the mouth and he's trying to tap one of the other students. And the student's like, get off me, get off me. And then he's on the floor seizing and the student jumps on top of him to try and like, stop him and then he just attacks <laughs> and then after they sort of fight him and punch him off he takes a dive out of the window <laughs> and i was like oh he's dead and then it pans outside he's not dead he's melting in some really great practical effects 
amazing practical effects work as well, might I add, considering yeah, where everything is at this point and how jarringly weird everything was. I was like, oh, God, this is going to look awful, the effects work throughout this film. But yeah, it actually looks great. It, it does look great. And we also get hit with the line, that's one way to evacuate the building. Title card, music plays. And you're already 10 minutes in before the title card even hits. Yeah, and it's its own theme music as well. Like it's got its own like theme song introduction. Yeah, I just really wanna know. <laughs> I just really wanna know what's going on. Come on, that's you a bop. really like this film. <laughs> that's a fucking bop, dude. Hey, yeah, man, I like the song. The song was great. Uh, it, the thing is, the soundtrack throughout this is really good. I, I like it's fantastic, it yeah, all the way through. And it's it's one of those. The whole movie is a little bit like an MTV video from the nineties. It's kind of got yeah. that musical score lives all the way through it. There's not any point where it's just two people talking. You've always got this do, 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 in the background, and I like that. Yeah, yeah. I thought the score and the soundtrack to this was outstanding. Really, <laughs> yeah. As far yeah. as this film goes, I, I thought it was brilliant, really, really good. The, the thing is, though, we go straight from this sort of wild opening and then they hit us immediately, no pause, they hit us immediately with an 80s montage. And I love an 80s montage. Um, I'm going to run through this because quite a lot happens in this. So we meet Warren and Chrissy, who are like, I don't know, they're, they're kind of like the prom king and queen type characters. He's a jock and she's like the popular girl at school. Uh, we get clips of the facility manager being interviewed by the press, um, asking if there's a link between the death at the suicide at the school and the power plant. And he's like, no, there's definitely not. And we've done some investigation. That man owned two, yes, two microwave ovens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also get some more shots of goop just like milling around the grounds. There's like a couple kissing and there's some goop on the floor. Uh, we meet Eddie and Kathy. Um, I like Eddie. <laughs> Eddie's weird, but I do like him. Um, and they're like joking around with Warren and Chrissy before heading off for some alone time. And where would where else would you go for alone time in a school next to a nuclear power plant? The fallout shelter. Of course. I can't and believe you, still and you get, fallout shelter. You get radioactive goop on titty. Like, <laughs> you do. Titty you do. really quick. <laughs> And then radioactive goop kind of comes on her on her chest, like you, yeah. you prematurely ejaculated radioactive ways. And you know, there's no burns or nothing. It's just like a weird, mild inconvenience that's never spoken of again. It's, it's yeah. Great. <laughs> and the thing is, she jumps up because I think she thought it was him. She's like, "Oh my god, yeah. I can't believe you've done that so quick! What's going on?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how embarrassed would you be if you were that guy? <laughs> uh, we, we, uh, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but we've all been there. <laughs> we've all done that. Eddie comes <laughs> green. I've really, really green sorry. before. <laughs> no, I've not had it green before. I've had it sooner than I'd like it before. <laughs> um, we get some overreacted friendship stuff here for a bit, which was incredibly cheesy, where they're kind of bonding this group of friends. Um, and I just laughed all the way through because it's so over the top. It's like, hey, man, how you been? Oh, yeah, hug, hug. Oh, oh yeah, hey, girls. And it's just so over the top. But I did laugh pretty much all the way through this opening section of the film God, I, i'm still just it's just so confusing to me what was going on the whole way up until this point i was i think it took me quite a while to settle into this 
to sort of get my bearings with what it was. And as I say, this is my first introduction to trauma films. I don't have any prior knowledge or experience with this. So I was like, shit, what is going on? <laughs> so Mark, I have some homework for you and I, and I need you to make a video about this after you watch it, the yep. toxic Avenger, I need you to watch it. And yep. then I need you to make a video and give your opinion on that. That's something yeah, I, will, that I, I will do, do that. Uh, I will do that. I mean, like I said, I, I kind of got my way through it and, and, I'm definitely curious about this sort of subgenre in general, but <laughs> I would have no way, no idea where to start. As, Toxic as a Avenger. Frame of reference, the Toxic Avenger came out in 1984 and it was a huge success. And so what they were doing with Nukem High is trying to replicate the Toxic Avenger in, in a different way, but kind of keeping some of those earmarks. So uh, the, the two main Cretans, uh, what are their fucking names? It's like Spike, Slav and, Spike, Spike and, and, and Gonzo is the one with all the rings. No, in not his face. Gonzo. Uh, fuck, what is his name? Hold on, hold please. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very similar to a tragic raw TikTok. Hold please. <laughs> it's Pete, Spike and Pete. Yeah. So Spike and Pete were played by uh, Robert Pritchard and Gary Schneider, and. Uh, they also play Slug and Bozo in the Toxic Avenger, uh, and they're they're basically playing the exact same characters that they played in the Toxic Avenger, with the exception of that instead of punkers, they're these you know gym rats, and uh, yeah, it so it's a lot of fun. And if you know nothing about the Toxic Avenger, you're gonna you're gonna have your fucking mind blown. Yeah. Uh, yeah yeah, other than, other than the look of him, I've seen I've seen the poster art and stuff. That's about as far as my knowledge goes on the. Oh, dude, yeah, no, uh, that's amazing. I wish I could be there, like a fly <laughs> on the wall, when you experience <laughs> the Toxic Avenger for the first time. Well, it's, yeah, when, it's fucking incredible. Well, when Mark watched this, literally, he went, "I'm going to put it on in a minute." And within, I literally sat there and almost counted down to when he was going to message me. I was like, he's going to be about six minutes in now. Oh, there we go. He's there. There it is. And and it was about where we're about to be. It was about about here where he messaged me. So in this bit where they're all talking and they're all introducing the characters, you get Chrissy mentioning that things have been weird since the power plant's been built. And this is where she outright says that the Honor Society have become like these crazy pink rockers overnight. Um, and as she says that, the Cretans come down the hall, literally punching people and throwing them around <laughs> uh, before they grab another nerdy kid at the school, uh, blackmail and sexually assault him and make yes. him pay for joints again that he's already had. <laughs> you, you, you bought some joints off us yesterday, but you need to pay for them again. And they're now $20. <laughs> That's what it's like when you date the yuppie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the thing is though it's like you would never get that in a movie now you'd never get a group of teens like grabbing hold of like a young boy pinned him against the wall and like some girl like grabbing his nuts and giving him a twist and then like treading on him and like winding her heel into his testicles like th- that you, that's not happening in a 2022 movie it should no. though <laughs> i would love for a woman to grab my testicles and twist them and then like kind of stomp on them and, and call me mean names. Uh, 
Um, you, you um, can, there's places you can pay for that, Larry, I think. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> got a little carried away there. <laughs> uh, after they blackmailed him and sexually assaulted him, they kick the life out of him just for good measure, give him a good beating while on the floor. Um, mm. This whole section is just like an extended music video. Like everything is going to the music, and it's it's great. Uh, you get you get Gonzo. Who, Mark? Could you describe Gonzo, the one with? Yeah, man. I, I I think I even messaged you. I was like, "How is this kid allowed to have all his body art in school?" Yeah, <laughs> like he looks like I don't even know. It looks like something out of Mad Max Fury Road. Mm. <laughs> That's the only way I could describe him. He looks like a like a, a Mad Max character. Yeah, and then you've got the kind of leader of the gang, Spike, who uh, it, it looks like David Bowie in the Starman video. But he has long blonde hair and then a weird little mullet tuft thing on the top, which is a different colour. It's so strange. It, it's not a good look. I don't... No. It's weird, mate. I mean, that's not how you guys looked in high school? You, you didn't look like that when you oh, went to high school? I, I, so. I had long hair and I think... Think like a really skinny, really pasty Eric Draven. That's how I looked in high school. Yeah, the crow motif was a thing when we were in that yeah. age. Yeah, yeah that, we're that both was around a... the same age range. So yeah, that <laughs> was that, a... that was the look. And uh, yeah. so, <laughs> li- li- listening to Nirvana, quiet in the corner yes. with long hair. Yeah, that. that yes. was uh, so the gang now all ride out to the power plant when this is where we find out this is where they're buying their weed. Yes. Um, the power plant workers, as soon as they get there, they've got, uh, they're taking their lunch out of uranium containers to hold uranium, which made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and they basically, they turn up and they're like, oh yeah, we're here to get our weed. He's like, man, what are you doing here? Like, shut up, go get our weed. And this bloke's just like, yeah, okay. This high school kids just come and tell him to go get weed. He's like, yeah, okay, fine. And they give him, like, it's not even a lot of money. They give him, like, $20. He's like, oh, thanks. Yeah, okay, cool, right, okay, off you go now. <laughs> and this so, week... fun fact about that guy, the guy that works at the nuclear plant, yeah. he ends up playing the devil in Toxic Avenger Part 2 and 3. Just, oh, really? It's, he's great. <laughs> and this the, is the devil's also... in the Toxic Avenger? <laughs> Yeah, you you need to get to the Toxic Avenger, Mark. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, we also find out that the weed is being grown in the radioactive goop, so that is kind of what's fertilising it all. Uh, we get Greg and Eddie, uh, who are two of the friends. They get an invite to a frat party, and they convince all the girls to go. Uh, Warren, who's like the he's kind of the main character. He's He's really reluctant. He's like, I've got a cram for my midterms. And then he goes, look, it's time to stop cramming and start ramming. Go to the party. <laughs> I say that all the time to my friends. <laughs> stop ramming. <laughs> start ramming. Come on, get up, get on behind there. Get on up there. Start ramming. <laughs> uh, uh, Eddie buys some weed from Gonzo. He didn't really have a choice. So Gonzo comes along and goes, you want some weed? He's like, no, I don't. He's like, you're buying some weed. It's $10. And he buys some. Uh, and we jump to the party. The party is like, it's like a weird 80s nightclub. And it's obviously filmed in a nightclub, but it's meant to be in this tiny little frat house. Yeah. It's, well, they're, they're high school kids too. So that's yeah. even weirder. Uh, because I didn't go to any cool parties when I was in high school. I, I just kind of 
hung out in dirt fields and got drunk with my friends, <laughs> smoked yeah. weed, you know. That's kind of the, yeah, I imagine, Mark, you were the same. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I'd never yeah. been to a party like this before. I know that for a fact. It's like no. a nightclub. And, and the age range in the party as well ranges from, like, you've got the teens who are the main cast and then everyone else is quite blatantly an extra who's 48. Yeah. They had a <laughs> fucking band at that party. They did. <laughs> it was literally like a nightclub. It was the most insane thing I think I've ever seen. Yeah, and if I'm honest, I don't even know if that was a set that they filmed on because a lot. if you look at a lot of the extras, it's almost like they've just turned up at a nightclub with people in costume and filmed in the corner. Yeah, That's kind that's of the exactly. vibe I, I get for it. And there's like Because you can see as people are walking past, they're walking past and turning their head like, What's going on over there? Why are they? Why are they in bathing suits? <laughs> why is she in a bikini? It's, uh, um, Warren and Chrissy get convinced to take a, a toke of the the what do they call it? Uh, atomic, atomic weed. Heart, atomic high. Atomic high. Yeah, um, and then they go upstairs. And Mark, I'm going to hand this over to you. What, what happens when when Chrissy goes upstairs to get the coat, and Warren goes up to find her? <laughs> well. Right. Okay. I'll try she my best. that joint. <laughs> they so they go she upstairs. Um, that joint. She did. <laughs> she did. Chrissy lays on the bed and gets very, very handsy with herself. Um, I can only assume this is the aftermath of the weed taking effect. Warren comes upstairs and the two start sort of fumbling about together. Um, Chrissy gets naked and has. Very excellent rack, by the way. Um, Her nipples are weird looking, though. I'm I'm a fan. Do you guys have a preference? I Uh, I don't like them to look freshly suckled. (laughs) 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 Like like suction cups put on the the ends of her things. Like they they were just kind of like weirdly kind of like you know how you you get those things and you like the suction cups and you put them on your arm and then you take it off your arm and it's got that weird kind of puff yeah (laughs) that's what it looked like 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 marshmallows on the top of her bags of sand (laughs) oh excellent i've completely lost where i am now Um, (laughs) we were were on her chrissy's uh puffy boobies yeah (laughs) oh excellent well yeah the guys they're making out they're having sex and their two pals walk upstairs and have a little perv but it's what happens next that really sort of caught me off guard so they leave they go home and Warren is in his bed later on and he's dreaming at least I think he's dreaming it's not really clearly specified what's happening but he turns into some sort of weird little zombie looking thing with the biggest erection I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> don't don't brush over that. He's laying in bed and he, <laughs> he gets an erection for no reason that lifts his bed cover almost to the ceiling like a tent. I thought this was like something on Nightmare on Elm Street and I was expecting Freddy Krueger's head to pop through the sheets. I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> but at the same time, it simultaneously pops back between him and Chrissy. And Chrissy is having a similar sort of dream, but in her dream, she has like manifestations of becoming pregnant and her belly grows exceptionally quick. And then this weird little tentacle thing pops out of her belly. I can someone please clarify what the fuck's going on here. Yeah, I can, I can definitely clarify. They're talking about very heavy topics. They're talking about the insecurity of your penis size, 
when you're a young man, that's a very, very relevant topic for teenage youth. They're talking about teenage pregnancy, which is also very, very prominent. Uh, There's an entire series of television dedicated to teenage pregnancy. It's called uh, 16 and Pregnant. And uh, then they're also talking about the dangerous effects of drugs. And and they're talking about nuclear waste, which is also very, very scary. Scary Who the fuck knew that? This film had that many layers to it. <laughs> yeah. Deep messages. D- d- deep messages hidden in ginormous penises and growing bellies. And again, the and puffy look- nipples. And puffy nipples. <laughs> <laughs> and again, the effects look great. So the, the pregnant belly popping out where that expands, that looks brilliant. Um, yeah, the erection, really, really not, clever. not so much. That's just a guy who's under the sheets with him. He's just got a broom handle and pushed it as far to the ceiling as he could get it. <laughs> I mean, he looked terrified for a second, then he was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what you would do with that thing. I honestly have no idea what you would do I, with it. I think you'd probably pass out as the blood leaves the rest of your body. Uh, it take ended a lot of selfies. <laughs> take a lot. There'd definitely, there'd definitely be an OnlyFans account on the like, way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look at me at my cartoonishly large cock. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we, we cut from this, so this this bizarre scene that kind of throws you completely off guard, and we get another scene that this scene caught me off guard. So you get uh, Spike and one of the other members of the gang are hanging around the street corner, and Spike pops an Alka Seltzer in his mouth and lays on the floor and starts frothing at the mouth, and a little old lady comes along. He's like, oh, you, you really need to help him. We need to help him. And she's like, oh, what can I do? He's like, we need something to put in, a, in his mouth to stop him fitting. And he takes her handbag and then runs off. And the old lady screams. And then Spike like gets up, spits the Alka-Seltzer in her face, and then beats the shit out of her. Yes. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, why even do the prank in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> just, if you're going to beat the old lady up, just beat the old lady up. Why lay on the floor first? I, it's just, I was like, when he got up, he's like, oh, he literally gets up and goes, oh, for fuck's sake. In her face, is like, what? He loads on her as well, by the way. He literally gets on top and he is haymaker in the shit out of this little old lady. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> the, the other guy's got down an alleyway and this is where we get Warren walks in. And Warren's all messed up like he was in his weird dream state. So he's kind of like half zombified. And he kills two of the Cretans, one of which incredibly well by sticking his hand all the way down his throat, which looked brilliant. Um, the other one he throws against a wall and he kind of lays on the floor and a bit of blood comes out. Uh, Spike gets knocked into a dumpster when he comes in to try and save him. Um, and we get kind of like a quick filler scene after this where Spike's explaining to the gang what happened. And I love this because he's like... Yeah, well, I didn't see him. I didn't see anything. And they're like, but you saw it long enough to, like, attack him and get beaten down. Like, no, no, no. And it's kind of every guy has done that. If they've ended up with a black eye, they've gone, I didn't see it coming. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't stood in front of him calling him names for five minutes. I did. He just caught me out completely off guard. <laughs> uh, but the kill scene in there is brutal. The one with the hand down the throat is... Yeah, I mean, the practical effects are great. Even the effects on Warren, when he's got the ooze dripping out of his face and spitting, and he's got like bubbling pores on his face. I mean, they all look really, really good, especially considering how low budget everything else is. 
But as someone who's a fan of low budget effects, I, I really, really like this. I thought it was good. Yeah, and I like anything that's not glossed over with a veneer of CGI bullshit. So yeah, I, I, I'm in for this. This style of effect is kind of par for the course with trauma films in the 80s. Again, Toxic Avenger, the violence is on par with this. It's you know a little bit more extreme and uglier than this in a, in a couple of different places. And uh, Trauma's War also. Uh, the special makeup effects that they use in that as well are top-notch for this kind of production. Yeah, because yeah. there's lots of trauma films, and like one of the ones I didn't realize was a trauma film was Father's Day. Well, it's a distributed film by Troma, so it's yeah. not like a trauma film. And there's there's a lot of those as well, but the ones that are actually trauma have kind of their own unique style. Yeah, they do. Um, for a long time, I have thought that the worst portrayal of cheerleading lived in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie. <laughs> And, and Mark, you'll agree with me on that. That cheerleading was atrocious. Uh, it turns out we were wrong because the cheerleading in this is absolutely outrageously bad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not good, is it? <laughs> it's so shocking. They're kind of all jumping around and you've got some... How, how should we describe the teacher? Um, full of figured lady going, that's it, girl, shake it, shake it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bad cheerleading aside, Chrissy starts having stomach pains and goes off to the bathroom. This scene walking to the bathroom is the pinnacle of bad acting in this movie. Chrissy takes the crown as worst actress as she walks down the hall going, Oh, ah, <laughs> ow. Ooh. But again, it just fits, it fits with the tone. Um, I was going to say, it never once felt out of place in this film. No, it, it didn't. Um, she gets to the bathroom and then her pregnant belly returns uh, before she sits on the toilet and then spits out what I can only describe as a poop demon before collapsing on the floor. What the fuck is going on? Will someone <laughs> please explain to me what is going on? Well, Mark, when a when a man loves a woman very much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, she gets to... <laughs> uh, uh, I, I think we should continue explaining that to Mark just on how uncomfortable he's got. Uh, oh, um, she, Chrissy gets taken away in an ambulance, and we get a scene at the hospital where the doctor's updating her mum and basically going, Well, this is the kind of thing that happens when your daughter becomes sexually active. And the doctor hits her with this as Warren walks in. And the mum goes, full 80s mum, what did you do to my baby? How did you do it? Warren's like, oh, I, I, I'm going to leave. Just just literally turns around and walks straight out again. Um, <laughs> well, Chrissy's mum, when a man loves a woman very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back in school, the poop monster is causing havoc in the pipes before uh, it gets free in the fallout shelter and falls into a vat of toxic waste that wasn't in the fallout shelter earlier but is there now, which is fine. I, I accept that in this movie. I mean, and what I was looking at me, fall like, in? some sort of explanation, well, and I was like, I can't explain anything that's <clears> going on here at the moment. No. Uh, we get a fast scene of Eddie showing Warren the most 80s laser ever in the science <laughs> lab. And he's like, look at this laser. And he's like firing the laser at the wall. The teacher's like, what are you doing? Oh, yeah, sorry. I was just, just showing Warren and like puts it down and leaves. <laughs> um, it's a completely throwaway scene, but it's... It's there for a purpose. You're in there about eight seconds, but it's needed. Mm -hmm. 
we catch up with the Cretans who are terrorising a nerd in the bathroom. Again, more sexual assault. And I'm going to say the lady who sexually assaults this guy, I wouldn't mind her sexually assaulting me. Right? Yeah. Just like I, I said, just grab her nuts, twist them around, I, step I, on them. I, I don't think I'd want to step on them. Call me a fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> call what are you slur. into, man? Fuck it up. <laughs> call me a slur and punch me in the stomach. <laughs> Uh, uh, Warren comes in and tries to stop this attack Um, he's normal again now I forgot to mention that earlier I don't know how I could have slipped that that could have slipped my mind Um, but he's back to normal now Uh, he gets his ass kicked Um, before he does he does punch a girl full on in the face first that was brilliant. It was brilliant when he did that. <laughs> the girl he felt really around. bad about it afterwards, though. It was yeah, like something out of a slapstick cartoon. He just punched her and she spun around in circles. I was half expecting like butterflies above her head, as <laughs> or a Batman pal. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, the fight gets broken up by one of the teachers. He sends the Cretans to the principal's office, who expels them. I don't know how to explain what happens next. They tell him they're going to be back and then break out into a rendition of Star Spangled Banner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very odd. <laughs> I don't know. I, no, you've... no, it, that, that, is, that is their way of showing that they are the youth of America. Yeah. You, did, you didn't get that? Did, did that I, go over your head? I, I, I kind of <laughs> got it, but I kind of just... Uh... Did that ever happen in your school, Larry? Come on. All the time. All the, All the time. time. Someone got, every time someone so, got expelled, you could hear yeah. Star Spangled Banner coming well, down the hallway. It was, it was either that or Glory, Glory, Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, so you boy, you're in detention. Kids just stand up. Now with no You guys don't sing God Save the Queen when somebody gets expelled from your school? <laughs> no, no, not anymore. We sing God Save the King now. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all, all right. changed. <laughs> uh, I'm nuclear... going to miss her. <laughs> uh, the nuclear team are now back at the school. Uh, with no explanation as to why they're there. It's, they've just turned up and they're now scanning everything. Um, and they start closing off sections of the school and cancelling classes. And they eventually find their way down to the fallout shelter. Um, I still don't know why there's a toxic waste there. But one of the guys decides it's a good idea to look in the toxic waste barrel. Mm-hmm. And you get effectively the arm from Stripe from Gremlins reaches out of the barrel and grabs his head and pulls him in and kills him. It then spits out the most ridiculous, fakest looking Dollar Tree prop arm at the wall. And then his ID badge comes out onto the floor. Um, Looks good. All the effects can't be top notch, okay? No, so like a little jelly arm. The cracks. <laughs> uh, we get the facility manager who's being told the East Wing of the school is contaminated. Um, and he goes, uh, we don't need to close the school. What we're going to do is we're going to tell them that there's structural damage from our survey, and then we'll go in and clean it at night. Just it'll be fine. Again, he's so adamant that he he doesn't want this leaked out into the press, and I really believe this is how managers of these kind of facilities would be. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, total yeah. scumbags. Yeah, Just covering everything up. Yeah, it's not a case of oh, we'll do the right thing. It's no one will ever know. It'll be fine. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Cretans come back to attack the school. Uh, also, Spike has a gun with him now. Um, there is no way in the world that this would ever happen in a modern day horror based on 
things that have happened in schools. These next couple of scenes are probably scarier now than they were when this was released in the 80s. Um, so we go back into the school. You've got the the gang have gone in. They've all got guns. Um, the queen of sexual assault grabs Chrissy. Um, <laughs> this is the not satisfied with sexually assaulting men. Now she's moved on to Chrissy. Um, and she starts grabbing Chrissy and licking her face as she drags her down to the fallout shelter, where she hands her to another girl who's got red hair, who continues to sexually assault Chrissy and forces herself onto her. Um, that was the teacher that got turned out by Spike, by the way. Yeah. Oh, oh was it? Out. it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she's leading Chrissy round on a lead as well. Which, yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I think this movie is responsible for lots of kinks people in their 40s may now currently have. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, the, rest, the rest of the gang is in the principal's office um, and they're up to, interrupted by a random student who they gun down. Um, the only thing that makes this palatable to watch is the fact that it's a girl who goes in and the person who gets shot is quite obviously a six foot five male stuntman <laughs> who gets shot. The transformation is four foot, four foot five young lady into flawless solidly (laughs) built man who gets gunned down i Um, couldn't tell the difference (laughs) did you spot the change mark when they swapped from one to the other to be honest with you no i don't think i did did you know i'm I'm so confused by this film at this point i'm going to be effective filmmaking yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly i've got him so disoriented my mind was just in so many different places i'm like what the hell is going on why are they now because this just changes the whole plot narrative completely. I was expecting like these radioactive kids and now we're just in like a school shooting. It's just bizarre. It's just bizarre. It well, is you really... see, Mark, when a man loves a woman. Gonzo <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, gets hold of the mic and gets on the school PA system and he goes from this all the way through. He's like, and when he gets on the mic, he's like, Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is the um, service announcement for the school. There is an evacuation <laughs> required. And it just cracked me. He just turned into like this late night DJ. Yeah. Hi, this is your public service announcement. <laughs> it's so good. And then literally as soon as he puts the mic down, he puts his gumshoe back and he's gone back to... Bleh. Yeah, caveman. caveman <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Um, the school is in chaos, despite one of the teachers going... Form an orderly queue. There's kids throwing themselves out of windows. There's kids throwing each other into the walls. And it's just absolute carnage as they come out. Back in the fallout shelter, Chrissy is now being felt up by the the teacher and now Spike as well. Are both feeling her up and kissing her and licking her neck. And they cut her hand onto her necklace. And the plan is to go and give that to Warren to tempt Warren down to the basement. Um, But also at that time, she licks all the blood off as well. It's, It's pretty gross it's weird what they're doing to her isn't it they're very full-on it's very, very grabby yeah it's very full on. I, I think somewhere deep in my subconscious there's there's a there's a kink that i quite like that <laughs> <laughs> you guys you guys need to talk about what's going on after this show honestly. <laughs> um, they take this necklace they hand it to warren and as the hero he is he's in the school like lightning uh, as the gang ride mo- motorbikes around the halls he gets down to the basement where he's held a gunpoint um and then the poop demon's back but the poop demon is now 15 foot high and kills the teacher by punching straight through her head yes i love this this looked amazing yeah 
really good effect. And the monster, to be fair, what you see of it also looks good. It's kind of like oozing goop, and it's it's good. Yeah, I like it. I mean, puppetry was great for it. I thought it looked fantastic. I mean, like I said, I, I love crap effects, and this was like the epitome of crap effects, but but good if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's a poop demon. But uh, fun fact: <laughs> they only had certain pieces. The pieces that you see on screen are what they had completed of the costume for the monster. So that's why it's shown the way that it is, which okay. you know, it's like they're cuffing their hands to make them make tension. <laughs> it's the same thing with the shark and jaws. You know, it's the, the shark didn't work. So you, you get suspense instead of the shark. itself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spike shoots at Warren and Chrissy as they make their escape into the rest of the school. Uh, why this is happening, the nuclear facility manager has now arrived and he sneaks in a back door. Um, we get the poop monster takes out a few cretins, including Gonzo, who I was a bit disappointed. Gonzo was one of my favourites, but poop, poop demon gets him. Yeah, I would have uh, liked to have seen him have some form of redemption and learn the air of his ways by the end of the film. That would have been nice. Yeah, I, I liked him. Um, the movie ends with a final showdown between Spike, Warren and Chrissy. Uh, Spike is about to shoot, um, but the poop demon is there to save the day, dragging him to his death. Uh, it then grabs Chrissy and then hark back to our eight second scene later. The 80s laser comes back into play as Warren blasts it and you get the most psychedelic flashing screen as he runs up the stairs with Chrissy. And they bump into the uh, facilities manager of the nuclear power plant coming down. He's like, they're like, don't go down. He's like, get out of my way. I know what I'm doing. And he goes down as he gets into the school, as he gets into the fallout shelter, they come out of the school and the school explodes, taking him with it. Um, It's an 80s movie. So we get a final kiss of the two main characters. Chrissy and Warren share this very uncomfortable kiss. Um, And it ends with the poop monster emerging from the rubble before the final credits hit. We're going to get into your thoughts, facts and our roundup of this. but before we do that, I'm going to say something I've not said for quite a while now. I want to play a little game. <laughs> I told you, I want to play a game. They will say that I have shed innocent blood. The power of Christ compelled you! What have you done to its eyes? Well, it's elevated horror. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare. You're going to like it. I'm Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end. How was that to slaughterhouse? All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Oh, I know this money, fuck. So, in a new twist to how horror quizzes work on the show, we gave you the option to vote for the quiz that Larry would take today. Um, there was Evil Audio, Horror Not Horror, Save Me, and the unbeaten, and I still believe unbeatable, Broken Spirit. I should have known by now, after you've made me watch H4, you're going to make me watch Halloween H20, which is my least favourite of the Halloween franchise. I should have realised that you're all evil and you have no soul. So you picked the unbeaten and the unforgiving broken spirit for a new guest to the show. Thanks, guys. That's nice of you. Um, For anyone who hasn't heard this quiz before, it's 15 questions, 10 points per question. There's no help. There's no clues. If you get one wrong, the game is over and you also lose all of your points. Um, You can walk away at any time with the points you've got and stop the quiz. The current reigning champion is Spaceman and the Doll 
podcast who scored 130 points. Um, at the other end of the spectrum, there's me and Mark having two stabs at this and both walking away twice with zero points. So we're both on double zero. Um, Larry, your goal is to obviously take the top spot, but as long as you don't get zero, you should be fine. Okay. Okay. We'll try it out. Yeah, I, th- I think you're yeah, doing all be, right. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, you'll be a little fine. nervous. My butthole might be puckered just a slight bit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play Broken Spirit. Uh, Larry, Class of Newcomb High is set in Tromaville. Can you name another movie set in the same place? Yeah. I thought uh, you might be able to. <laughs> when I wrote the uh, question, I didn't realise quite how much you loved Troma films. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, uh, Terror Farmer. Class of Newcomb High 2, sub- The Good, the Bad, and the Subhumanoid. Yep. Class of Newcomb High 3, Subhumanoid Meltdown. <laughs> Toxic Avenger 1. Toxic two, Avenger 2, 3, two. and 4. Does not... It starts in... Toxic Avenger 2 starts in Tromaville, but yeah. then goes to Japan and comes back to Tromaville. It does. Uh, so... Yeah, Uh, I'm going to say you've got 10 points for that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mark, over to you. Right, question number two. What year was Class of Newcomb High released? 1986. That's correct. Well done. Another another 10 points, taking to 20 points. Scott. Okay, uh, question number three. Name the two shapes of evil in Halloween Ends, and I need the first and last name of both characters. Michael Myers and Corey Carpenter. Or Cunningham. Yeah, it was Corey Cunningham. Well, we're glad you corrected yourself, otherwise it would be all over. Uh, go on then, Mark. Uh, but I would, if, if the real answer is Jamie Lee Curtis, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> that, would, that would have been my answer as well. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis and John Carpenter are the true shapes of horror in the Halloween franchise. Uh, or, or another acceptable answer is Mustafa and Malak, Malik Akkad. Yes. Oh, bust around to Rick Rosenfeld. Depends which way <laughs> we could do. We could do this all day. Let's talk. All day long. <laughs> right. Question number four: How many Nightmare on Elm Street movies have were directed by Wes Craven? Two. Uh, well, technically one, but two. Uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare and Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. He wrote nice. on Nightmare on Elm Street three, but he's not the main writer. He had done a treatment for the story. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it. Extra facts with it as well. Uh, I think question... you're going to do very well in this quiz. <laughs> no, I, I do as well. Uh, question number five. You need, all you need to do is finish the sentence. It puts the lotion on its skin or... Elsa gets the hose again. It is. Uh, Silence of the Lambs. Put the lotion in the damn basket. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, this has worked out quite nicely for me. You've landed on question number six, which is horror, not horror. My favourite. <clears throat> All I need to do is tell me whether this is a horror or not horror film. And the quote is, they may take our lives, but they will never take our freedom. That's Braveheart. It is not a horror movie, though it that has horrific correct. murders in it. It does have horrific murders in it. That is question. correct. Well done. He's, you're flying through these. Um, I think Space Man and the Doll may get caught. Let, let's see. They, they do get harder. Uh, question number seven. In Bride of Chucky, we get a glimpse inside an evidence locker. Inside it contains Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers masks. And what other item? Just remember at this point, you are on question seven. You have 60 points. 
if you get this question wrong, you will walk away with nothing. So feel free to, you can walk away at any time with the points you have. So in the evidence locker, you've got Myers mask, you've got Brody's yeah, mask, yeah. and, and you've got I'll, something else. I want to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to pass, but I want to say, because I'm pretty sure it was the lament configuration box, but I, but I'm not sure enough to give up the points. So I'm going to, I'm going to walk away here. You're going to walk away and take your points. Take my points and leave being ahead of you by 60. Are you sure? Are you sure you don't want to take a guess and go to the next question? You, you said it was Freddy's glove, Jason's mask. No, I said it was of... J- Jason's mask, Michael's mask, and one other item. It was Freddy's glove, yeah. I I thought you had said Freddy's glove. And I was no. Like, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> is that I, your I, answer? Are you saying Freddy's glove? Yeah, it's Freddy's glove. Yeah, but, it is. Uh, fun fact, the director of Bride of Chucky ended up going on to direct Freddy vs. Jason. Yes, he, oh, did. he did. Yes, and he you did. can yeah. tell as well in that film that he's directed by the same guy who did Brian He also did a film called Warriors of Virtue, which is about kung fu kangaroos. I'm going to be honest; the guy doesn't have a great track record, so I'm probably not going to go and watch that. <laughs> no, don't watch that. Don't watch it. <laughs> but by the by, you said Freddy's Club eventually it gives you an extra ten points, which now puts you on a total of seventy points. Going into question eight. Question number eight. 2028 that blew my mind that we will be there soon we'll commemorate the 40th anniversary of which Halloween movie 2028 that's 88 and I want to say it's Halloween 5 but did is that, is 4 that come out in 87 and 5 come out in 88 or did 4 come out in 88 and 5 come out in 88 I'm going to say it's Halloween 5 final answer yeah game over Unfortunately, not. No, that's incorrect. It's it was four. four. Son <laughs> it of a was. bitch. <laughs> uh, uh, valiant well, effort. Welcome to the club. Welcome yeah. to the And you're still... The Zero Club. God damn it. <laughs> hey, Daniel um, Harris beaten. screwed it's me again. beaten for a reason. Don't you worry. <laughs> uh, you, you've done well. You, you've done really well. 70 points and losing is kind of the the benchmark of where people with good horror knowledge get to. We've had Let's people. Let's do the rest of the questions, though. We'll, we'll, we'll give you a couple more. So um, uh, let's go. With, working in uh, working in chronological order. Um, so not the order they were released, the order that they were set. Which is the first movie to appear in the Conjuring universe? Yeah. See, I haven't watched those movies. <laughs> <laughs> you're, not, that, you're not missing much. <laughs> that, that would have been the one that had got me if it if I had said four instead of five. Uh, that was the nun. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen any of either, but I would have, I would have took a punt at the nun, just because yeah. I knew it was set in the previous time. But I don't know whether the Annabelle films are or not. Either. Is Annabelle even the right country? Is that country? Yeah, yeah, Annabelle. I think it's I think it's the nun. I think it's Annabelle creation, then Annabelle, then the first country movie, then La Llorona, and I can't remember the the rest. 
that franchise is a mess. There's more. There's more. Yeah, other, there's about 15 movies. Oh, um, that's too much. Way too much. Um, what actor would reprise his role as John Kramer in Saw 10? Uh, Michael Bell? Is that his name? Close. It was Tobin, Tobin Bell? Tobin Bell, yeah. Uh, go on then, Mark. You can take the next two. Go on then. Right, I'll give you question number 11, which would have been, including Prey and the Alien vs. Predator movies, how many movies are set in the Predator universe? So there's two Aliens versus Predator. There's Predators, Predator. So that's four right there. Then Prey... And then Predator 1 and 2, so... Is that 7? Yes, correct. That would have been correct. Well done. Um, and then finally, then, we'll give you question number 12. Ty West release X and then the prequel Pal. What is the third movie going to be in that trilogy? Maxine with three X's. Just my style. That's <laughs> 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 what you it's, it's always that one question, man. It's always a one question. That's it, oh, no, that Conjuring question would have got me for sure. Yeah, it, the thing is, though, <laughs> is with any quiz like this, if there's no help and there's no like lifelines or anything you can draw on, it is purely your knowledge. And the amount of people who've got a question, question one, and I think it's really easy, and they've sat here and gone, um, uh, I, I don't know it. We've had like people me who... on the Exorcist episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, moving on. If you like what you, we do, um, which I'm sure you do if you're, you're listening to us, um, you can get in touch with us in loads of different ways. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're at You Run Podcast on all of them. Uh, you can send us an email, yourunpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, or you can go one step further and send us a voicemail. It's really easy to do this. The link is in every episode bio. Click on that and it'll take you where you can record a message or you can just send me a, a voicemail through Instagram DM. Um, all voicemails we receive, regardless of what you say, will be played on the air. So you've got a free license to advertise your shit. You've got a free license to abuse me and Mark, to request a movie, to talk about anything you want. So please use it and yeah, you'll get featured on the show. Zoinks! Three-word reviews, man. They were thin on the ground this week. Really, really thin on the ground. Um, and that's because a staggering amount of people haven't seen this. Um, so we got Every Movie Ever podcast. Yes, please, more. Uh, and they're a movie podcaster. Uh, we got Doreen Yeats. Fun, funny, hilarious. And they're a Chester Bennington fan account. And finally, we got Office of Pulp Culture. Blunt Force Troma. And they're a pop culture account. Oh, no, and live, we got one more. We got another one, which is uh, from Rob, uh, the 80s horror lover, who's becoming a almost a weekly feature to the point that we might have to just name the feature Rob's three-word review. Um, <laughs> and he's come up with Welcome to Tromaville, and he's a horror account. Uh, Larry, if you were going to review this in three words, how would you do it? Big, puffy nipples. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, go on Mark you've not done a three word review in months what, you <clears> what the it? fuck would be fine I think <laughs> uh, 80s 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 sexual assault that's what I'm going with <laughs> don't hashtag that please don't hashtag that <laughs> uh, memes to make you mad so Memes to Make You Mad has become quite an obvious feature where I do a, mo a meme about the movie that we're going to watch. 
So I decided to be a little bit underhanded and just start pumping out memes that I knew would piss people off uh, to make them mad, but have nothing, no relevance to class of Nukem High whatsoever. Um, so I went something really simple this week and I used a picture of Corey Cunningham from Halloween Ends and added the caption, Corey Cunningham is the shape of evil the franchise deserved. Uh, the first person I caught off guard with this is my co-host, Mark, who replied. Who <laughs> <laughs> uh, replied with the same shape of evil that got his ass handed to by a group of band geeks multiple times. Well, to be fair, uh, the the band geeks in this movie are pretty fucking badass. So, yeah. Why you know. the lead band geek is pretty much straight out of some sort of fucking... He's a greaser. He's got the most <laughs> weirdly Brooklyn accent in Haddonfield I've ever seen in my life. You might as well have slick back hair and a T-bed leather jacket. <laughs> the, the good thing is that I did respond to Mark and all I said was Buster Rhymes and then used the emoji for mic drop. <laughs> uh, we got the OG shape 1978 and he went with a very similar thing to Mark. The same shape of evil that would rather die than continue to be the new evil of Harold Haddonfield. Horrible movie and a horrible shape. Um, <laughs> I actually we, quite like Corey Cunningham as a shape, by the way. I thought he was. A, I thought he would have been a very good replacement, just to throw that out there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you never know. We might get his offspring as the next, <laughs> the next shape of evil. Anyway, uh, we got Scum of the Earth, and they went with look. Great name. All I'm saying is we owe Rob Zombie a big apology. Yeah, we fucking do. <laughs> Let's uh, not get nuts. Let's <laughs> not get nuts. Uh, and finally, despite my best efforts to make this not a meme to make you mad, someone did catch me out. Uh, so Eric882 put, this is a meme to make you mad, right? It has to be. <laughs> People are catching up. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, someone who you spend so much time with and speak to every week about horror movies did not pick up on the fact that this was a meme to make you mad. <laughs> do you know the the delight that when I got a notification of the first comment was you? I just grinned ear to ear about that's amazing. <laughs> Love facts. Love. The monster Larry mentioned this earlier. Actually, the monster is never seen in full shot in it, the entire costume because it was never finished. Uh, they only had bits and pieces that those are the bits and pieces that you see. Um, the original movie was originally called just Newcomb High and they changed it because they were hoping that people would make the mistake of thinking it was class of 1984 and rent it. Which is that a popular film? I'm not aware. Yes, it was. Which it was made in 1982, which is yeah, kind of funny. <laughs> uh, I, I just i i pointed something out uh, a, a second ago, but I wanted to point it out, you know, to you guys. Uh, you noticed that the poop monster was their kid, right? And that the Cretans were the ones that were attacking his parents are the ones that he attacked. Yes, yeah, so why, why did he take Chrissy at the end though? Because it wanted its mommy. Mark, Mark, Mark's, head, Mark's head just exploded. <laughs> no, yeah. man, my head is not. I mean, I, I get it, but really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there is also, with the facts, there's also some errors in this that I spotted that just cracked me up. So when Warren goes back to his house and he's going through his weird transformation, he's stumbling around and he reaches the stairs 
Um, it then cuts away from him. And when it cuts back, he's back on his driveway that he just stumbled up. So he went back outside and then stumbles in back to his staircase and goes up the stairs again. Um, the ambulance that picks Chrissy up, um, taking her to Tromaville Medical Facility, clearly says Medical Centre Jersey City in big block capitals across the side <laughs> of the ambulance and on the back doors as well. Also, when they evacuate the school, I don't know if anyone else noticed this. Did you notice the age range of the people coming out of the building? Yeah, most of them look like builders. <laughs> there's lots of older people, more older people than, than students, but there's also about 100 small children. I didn't notice that. No. Which were apparently recruited from the school they filmed in, and they were just thrown in as an extra. So you're in a high school and there's, I don't know, a hundred seven-year-olds running out screaming, flailing their arms in the air. You, you got to fill that group out, man. This is a small production. So, you, know. <laughs> uh, the so final... just, you, you put them in the back. So it, yeah. it looks, you know, gives some scope and some scale. <laughs> it cracked me up. Uh, the final fact I've got for this, which I don't know if there's a reason for this, but the when they roll the end credits, the end credits finish, but the music track hasn't. So they finish the music track just over a black screen. I watch a lot of movies that have post-credit scenes or mid-credit scenes, and I know that wasn't really a thing in the 80s, but I sat there transfixed on a black screen until the music ended and went, ah, okay. I did the same thing. I even even remember messaging you and be like, dude, what the fuck? The credit scenes are like 30 seconds of credits, and then I'm still sat here for like a minute and 30 listening to this song and staring at a black screen like, what is going on? Uh, Mark, I'm going to let you take your roundup on this first because I think yours is going to be the the most entertaining. <laughs> no, to be fair, I'd, I actually enjoyed my experience with this film. It was it was wildly, wildly entertaining. The problem I've had with it is somebody who has no experience with trauma films or the general gist and direction they take. I mean, I've heard of them. I know roughly what they are and what they're about, but this was my first real sit down and take on one of these films and I just found it wildly jarring. Um the acting's terrible, the set design's terrible, the costume design's terrible, the practical effects works great, the score and soundtrack was phenomenal. I really, really liked that. It just lost me so much on the script and the writing department. Like it goes in one direction where you're expecting to see these mutant teenage kids that have been affected by this nuclear waste. And then all of a sudden just totally shifts into a school shooting with this biker gang and everything else before it seems to be forgotten and lost, barring the weird inclusion of a poop alien at the end. And it's not to say it was a bad film because I I well, it is a bad film. I think that's the whole point of it. It is a bad film, but I actually really enjoyed my time with it. But I just, I don't know enough about this world to be able to pass judgment enough on it. So I think, I think I need to go out and venture and expand my horizons and do some more research into the world of trauma before I can really learn to either appreciate this film for what it is or completely destroy it for what it needs to be. I don't know. I'm I'm so confused right now as to where I am with this sort of subgenre. And I think the best thing I could probably do is go away from this episode and go and watch a few trauma films and sort of find out what this is supposed to represent because at the moment watching this on its own is just a really really wildly jarring experience for me well that's Um, good then so what we'll do if you give us a score how you score it now and then let us know when you've watched a couple more trauma films and you can rescore it and see if your score goes up or it goes down 
what I'm going to do is I'm going to say I'm completely neutral. I'm going to score it where I feel it's justified, and I'm going to give it a 2.5 out of 5, and that's just a middle-of-the-road score right now because I literally am middle-of-the-road with it. Like, I enjoyed it, and I had a, such a laugh watching it. There was moments where I was literally barely laughing at things, and I was like, that is brilliant, but is it brilliant for the right reasons? So I'm going to go middle-of-the-road. I'm going to go 2.5. I'm going to go and watch. I'm going to go start with the Toxic Avenger. I'm going to do one, two, and three of those, and then I'll maybe go with... Tromeo and Juliet, I think, is another big popular one. So I'm going to maybe try and tackle those in the next couple of weeks, and then I will come back and revisit, and I'll reevaluate my score based on a more broader experience with the subgenre. But as for now, it's a 2.5. I'll give you a suggestion that one I think you should dive into is Poultrygeist, Night of the Chicken Dead. Dead. Yes. I've seen the trailer for that. <laughs> that's a fucking great movie. That, that that's one to dive. If you want to go, if you want to spend a lot of time going, what? what? Right, I tell you what. Then I'll do the three. I'll do Poltergeist. I'll do um, Toxic Avenger, and I'll do Tromeo and Juliet. And I'll try yeah. and do those if I really can. I'll try and do those before next week, before the next episode. Okay. Okay. So you're two two and a half out of five for now. Um, two and a half out of five. For Larry, now. what have you got to say on Class of Newcomb High? So. I fucking love trauma, just in general. Uh, I like the punk rock energy that all of the films carry. And that's what it is. It's a for you, by you kind of fucking film. It caters to a very specific audience. It is a niche audience. But one of the great things about independent cinema is you don't have to cater to a larger swath of the audience in order to make the story that you want to make. And, you know, jokingly, this is about, you know, teenage pregnancy. It's about drug use. It's about toxic waste. It's about the fall of society in, in very kind of funny ways, but there is a level of intelligence that is required for that depth of humor. And for me, This is a perfect example of what trauma was in the 80s. It was a very loud and outspoken theatrical experience that if you gave it a chance, it's fantastic. Um, Also, you know, it's a lot of tits and gore and, you know, I love those things. So (laughs) who doesn't? Who doesn't love tits and gore? (laughs) So. You know, if if I, with all of that in mind, it's a four out of five for me. Okay. So, yeah, it's a yeah, decent range of scores. Um, this movie is wild. If you've never watched a trauma movie before and you pick, in fact, regardless, whatever trauma movie you pick as your first trauma experience is going to be wild for you. It's It's so out there. A lot of things don't make full sense but they they tie together enough that you could piece it together it's wildly inappropriate throughout the the sexual assault is it's done in a comedic way but it's still it's still not right there's there's so many bits in there that are hilariously funny and bits that you'll find yourself laughing at and then checking yourself going i shouldn't find that funny but i do it's got bad acting the premise, the overall tone and the name just kind of sum up what this is. Class of Newcomb High, you know what you're getting. It stamps it across the front of it. It's not, 
you, it said it gives you exactly what it says on the tin. It's a crazy wild movie from the eighties. I really enjoy it, and score wise, I'm probably going a seven out of ten for me. It's it's above average, but it's not perfect. And there are other movies in the trauma world that I score higher than that. Toxic Avenger being one of them. Toxic Avenger sits top of the tree for me on trauma. Um, the thing is, as well, based on my taste and my enjoyments of horror, I think I would be a big fan of Trauma. Yeah, I just I really do think like this is my sort of wheelhouse. The whole punk rock element that surrounds it is is amazing, and I just think I don't know. I just think it was it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, but now I know what it is. And if I could build a a a, a more of a library of of films around it to to get more of a gauge. I think I could go back and watch this and probably enjoy it a lot more the second time around without having that whole shock and confusion facts for the first time around. So if like me and you are like never seen a drama film before, don't just watch this and then write this whole subgenre off in general. Like go and put your feelers out there and check a few other things out, which I intend to do myself. And then Yeah, I that's the same with, with any franchise. I mean, look at Halloween Four, that's utter dog shit. But if you pick any other movies from that franchise, they're pretty <laughs> solid. <laughs> and, oh man please don't please don't get me started <laughs> uh in the uk you can watch this on shudder uh it's also a free copy on youtube uh in the description of the free copy on youtube it says it's german uh when you click play on it it is english with german subtitles so it's free if you need it uh in the us it's pretty much everywhere it's on peacock tubi pluto plex it's probably the most readily available movie in the States. Go on whatever streaming service you've got, it will be there. (laughs) Sound off off is where you get to voice your opinions. Um, We got one, um, which again is because not many people have seen this. Uh, We got the horror critic on Instagram and I asked him what his first experience was with Class of Newcomb High. Um, And he said he went on a trauma binge Uh, And this was somehow one of the better ones that he enjoyed. Um, One of the ones that he didn't enjoy so much was Killer Condom. Okay, that sounds like (laughs) one that I would like. What, Killer Condom? Yes. Uh, Have you you seen Killer Condom? Fontaine, Killer Babe for the CIA. Have you guys seen Killer Condom? NYPD. (laughs) Larry, you've clearly seen Killer Condom. Oh, yeah. Redneck Uh, Zombies. Would you recommend it? Uh, if if I'm going to recommend trauma movies, it's going to be Tromeo and Juliet, Terror Firmer, Troma's War, Toxic Avenger, uh, The New Return to Nukem High. They just did a two-parter, uh, Return to Nukem High Volume 1 and Volume 2. Those are fucking great. Uh, again, Sergeant Kabuki Man and YPD. Uh, it's another fucking... Pr- pretty much stuff. every trauma film. Hannibal the Musical. Oh, sorry, which one? Hannibal. Can- Cannibal the Musical. Uh, That's where Hannibal. Trey Parker and Matt Stone got their start was with Cannibal the Musical. And it's a it's a musical done in the style of Oklahoma about Alfred Packer, a man who ate his... Uh, okay, his... that sounds incredible. It, it's, that it's sounds fantastic. incredible. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, but I, I can't say enough good things about Tromeo and Juliet and Terror Firmer. Um that's the late 90s style which is again kind of because for every decade they have a different style and in the 2000s 2010s they were still trying to find what that style was and i think that they found it with return to newcomb high 
uh, it's visually fucking amazing. Uh, they also did a film that I need to see called Shakespeare Shitstorm. Uh, so uh, Lloyd Kaufman is a super artist. And I, I, I think if you were going to have anybody on the show to talk about this movie, you, you got the right guy because I fucking love those movies. So those are the ones I would recommend. Also, Redneck Zombies. Redneck Zombies. It's yeah. the weirdest fucking movie you'll ever see. Right. I'm adding that to the list immediately as well. Um, before we do go, uh, I want to say thank you, Larry, for, for coming on. Um, but before you go, what I would like you to do is uh, take this opportunity to um, to haul yourselves and your show out to the listeners. Absolutely. You can find the Ghoul Kids Table podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. So that's all of the streaming platforms. But uh, you can follow us on fucking TikTok at ghoul underscore kids underscore table on Instagram at GKT podcast on Twitter at ghoul kids table and on Facebook. You just look up ghoul kids table. You'll be able to find us. Yeah. We're um, going to be, uh, sorry. I'm so no, no, no. You, you're, you're lots, of, awesome. lots of horror to do. I'm a big oh, ass whore. Okay. No, 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 that's cool. No. <laughs> I, I, but, uh, I, I love your show. And I think what makes your show unique is the cross section of people you've got and the, the varying opinions because there's so much you agree on and then the stuff that you don't and when you don't that's when you i think that's when you're at your best as a podcast when when you disagree and you get these kind of long pauses from from ali where he's kind of like i can almost hear the wheels turn in his head Mm. i'm gonna fucking have this guy in a minute it's so good (laughs) so uh we're we're gearing up to do something uh at the end of the year it's an end of the year special uh celebrating horror it's a it's a radio theater style award special called the ghoulies and so uh that is going to be a fucking lot of fun so you should definitely check that out and on our social media platforms we are doing uh video series uh different video series so far the two that we've got going right now are the history of horror i run that i host that and it's talking about something that has to do within history that came out around the time of the movie. Um, so like for the prophecy, I talked about dimension in 1995 as just kind of a background for the movie to give it a little bit more context. And uh, our next film that's going to be coming out uh, this Thursday is barbarian. So the video I'm going to be doing is about, the decline of Detroit, the fall of Detroit is what I'm calling it. So it, it just, it's stuff like that. Uh, Arlie has a series called top shelf horror where he makes drinks based on the horror movies that we're discussing. So it's an interactive thing where you can make the drinks that he makes and watch the movie that we're watching, have your drink and enjoy the film. That's cool. Lots of really interesting stuff. Um, we're not nearly as interactive as you guys, but we're working on it. Yeah, it, the thing is, interaction is one of those things that I love. So when I first started, it was just me, and it was just I kind of done the movies I wanted to do. And I think every horror fan struggles with, they sit down in front of whatever streaming service they've got, and they scroll for an hour. You scroll for the length of a movie before you find something you want to watch. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, all and, the time. And it was Lisa who went, why don't you just put a poll out and let other people pick the movies? Pick six or eight or ten or however many movies you want. And that's kind of how the show was born. And then from there, giving more and more control away to now, where pretty much me and Mark just take notes, rock up and drink a beer, and the listeners do the rest. It's great. You guys are little puppets. They put their hands up your ass and they just that's, move you around. That's exactly how it is. I'm all right with that. It's all right. Don't worry. Yeah, I love hands up my ass. A bit uncomfortable the next day, but... <laughs> uh, do go and check out the Ghoul Kids Table podcast. Um, whatever you're listening to us on now, if you're going to listen to another podcast next, type in Ghoul Kids Table Podcast because it's, it's exactly where you are right now uh, and listen to that straight after. You can catch me and Mark on Friday on news. Um, maybe this week on news we will have some semblance of order and we won't talk about Donald Trump and Elon Musk and flamethrowers, but I'm not making <laughs> any promises whatsoever. <laughs> uh, uh, and then next week, me and Mark are back with our review of Tremors. Mm. First watch for me again. Never seen the whole lot of shaking classic. going on in that one, right? <laughs> I'm looking forward to you next week, Mark. I think there's going to be another. You're going to rock up and go, what the fuck is going on? I think there's yeah. a lot of that coming next week. Well, we yeah. was at the For Love of Horror, wasn't we? And I came into your hotel room the next morning and you was watching like Tremors 5 at like 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, West, the Western one. I was like, dude, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, have you, that's the one where they go back in time and it's like, it's in the Wild West and it's got the worst budget in the world and like, even the uh, it's, it's, it was great. I enjoyed that. That was perfect hangover material. Sat there yeah, watching like a cowboy being dragged down a hole. <laughs> yeah, I remember walking into the room and being super hungover and looking up and be like, oh, not today. <laughs> I have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Thank you again for coming on, Larry. It's been great to have of you on course, the show. It's a blast. Um, and we'll catch you all well whenever you decide to listen to us next. So, Mark. Sign us off. In case we don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Fucking hell, they're getting worse. (laughs) That's a Truman Show classic, man. Come on. (laughs) You're going to start the show next week with Good Morning Vietnam. What the fuck? (laughs) I don't know. I might continue to carry on these sign-off quotes. I'll see what I can come up with. I'll see how many I can get and how many people can name it. I'll just give you the answer to this week's one. It's a Truman Show. I'll see if I can do one next week and see if anyone can pick it out. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add one to this week. Um, trick or treat, motherfucker. Right, see you all later. <laughs> Before you forget, you want to die tonight? Hypochondriac with asthma is in there. I just lose all sense of equilibrium. I don't know what's happening. I'm going to say nine out of ten. Always enjoy watching it every time. Windmills were fire hazardous. You literally used the paycheck to pay for a house. That's all it was for. Meeting someone for the first time, you wouldn't be talking like that. Because he was so stoned, he'd like half fallen asleep. You and Tasha are meant to be. I'll figure that shit out. I just got fired yesterday. I'm free. I swear to God, I'm just taking a look up your asshole.